0: Hello, it's Friday the 23rd of June. I'm Rob Hutton, and if you cut me, I bleed ink. Welcome to Paper Cuts, the modern newspaper review, where we rummage through the toolbox of journalism to bring you the pliers of delight and the monkey wrench of enlightenment. We're out every Monday, Wednesday and Friday, so subscribe on your favourite podcast app and you don't miss an episode. So here are the headlines for today's show. Sub tragedy. US Coast Guard says it's likely that a catastrophic implosion killed the five people on the missing Titanic explorer. Rate rise pain Everything costs more The Bank of England says it's our fault And Rishi tells us to chill Fight Club Tech bro men baby Zuck and Musk Plan cage fight smackdown Welcome to Paper Cuts We read the papers so you don't have to Thanks for joining us on Paper Cuts A big hello to our listeners in America Driven across the Atlantic In a search for puns and headlines without commas We're very glad to have you with us Now, Miranda and Andrew are off to Glastonbury, and if you want to hear about their wild adventures there, then you're probably also at Glastonbury. In the meantime, the squares have stormed the studio to keep the show on the road. I'm Rob Hutton. I went to Reading in 1995, and I hated it. Here to plough through the newsprint... (laughs) Here to plough through the newsprint mountain with me is Senior Associate Editor of the New Statesman, Rachel Cunliffe. Hello, Rachel. Hello. Do you hate festivals? I really hate festivals.
1: I'd much rather be in the studio.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> also, here with us, we have comedian and star of YouTube's Finn Versus the Internet, Finn Taylor. Hello, Hello Finn.
2: Hi, I resent being called a square. I'm not a square. You know, you're very I cool. I enjoy festivals.
0: You enjoy festivals? Well, good for you. Yeah. So just couldn't get tickets this year. Didn't try. Right, that's it, yeah, no, but you could have if you wanted to.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah man. Right, yeah. <laughs> I'm the guy that ruined your saucepan in 1995. <laughs> so for people who don't know, we were chatting before we came in here, and Rob, you went to a festival once in 1995, and then hadn't been back because your saucepan got bent out of shape. I mean, yes. Yeah, right. Probably the lamest reason to not go to festivals is because someone it, bent your saucepan out of shape. He dropped a How lot old of acid. Were you? How old were you when this happened?
0: <laughs> About 21.
2: And you had a saucepan that you were that emotionally attached to. It was it, it was more being kept
0: awake all night right, by, okay. by a man off his face, smashing up my kitchen equipment. That's man, The right.
2: 90s were wild. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let's take a look at the front pages. Rachel, what have you got?
2: So the
1: sun leads on the sub with the headline, They Had No Chance. And The Guardian goes for recession fears as inflation forces bank to raise rates to 15-year high. Finn?
2: The Telegraph leads with, when I was young, I identified as a cat until <laughs> an adult. Oh, no, that's the, that's the banner. Um, now they go, US accused of turning against UK over NATO, which is, I think, the story about Ben Wallace. And in the Mail, the Titanic claims five more lives.
0: So let's turn, first of all, to that that sub-story. The front pages are dominated by the sad news that the Titan submersible, which went missing on Sunday, suffered a catastrophic implosion, probably soon after it lost contact with the surface. There were five people on board, um, including three Britons. The news about what had happened to the sub broke quite late in the UK, so a lot of the stories are, are quite straight, simply reporting on the facts. Um, I think, Rachel, you read something quite interesting in the FT, though.
1: Yeah, so the FT has this profile of the guy behind Ocean Gate, uh, whose name is Stockton Rush, which sounds like a Bond villain, uh, or possibly a village in Wiltshire. Um, but the, the, the thing that I found really interesting about this is he had this anti-health and safety mindset kind of from the start. And I'm going to be honest here, I am not an expert in submarines. Uh, I, think I don't I'll... think
2: this guy was either. If, <laughs> if you watch the videos, he's controlling it all from an Xbox controller. It was,
1: it's ridiculous watching like, it? Isn't
2: it? St- it was basically... Do you remember the show Robot Wars? Yeah. Like, yeah. stepdads would go on with their stepson and be like, hey, we made a thing. It was basically what happens if you take a, one of those robots into deep
0: sea. I mean, I... I yeah. I, I, there is no way you're getting me on this thing, but if you're getting, I, 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 I don't think health and safety is a bad thing if you're building <laughs> a, sub- a
1: submarine that goes four kilometres down uh-huh. under the Woke sea. Health and safety. Laws. Um, apparently, yeah. there are only ten vessels in the world that are certified as safe to go down to that level, and this obviously wasn't one of them. Um, but he he did a an interview for CBS last year saying that at some point safety was pure waste. Uh, and has described underwater the underwater submersible industry as obscenely safe, uh, which he meant in a negative way because it hasn't innovated or grown because they have all these regulations. And now you're thinking maybe those regulations are there for a reason. Um, the other thing that kind of struck me about this is that he lost his uh, the company lost its former director of marine operations because this guy who was an expert in marine operations said do you really want to make this thing out of carbon fiber have you tested it at levels that are that that low and so the the pressure that you get being being that deep um do you not want to make it out of metal instead and apparently the the founder went no metal's more expensive um and you're like yes uh that, that that's kind of Something that you might want to think about when you're again sending people don't down to the to that level. Yeah. Don't skimp on anything. Yeah, I don't know. You're right. I I mean, you're you're yeah. billionaire. It's yeah. not.
0: You're not competing on price on it's, this. It's, are you? it's a quarter of a million
1: you, right. dollars to to get down there, yeah. um, and there was sort of there was a there were warnings that repeated use of the vessel could weaken it there were warnings that the safety system might only issue warnings this is a quote milliseconds before implosion and just the more that comes out about this guy and his approach i mean yes he is pioneering in a way he wanted to get people down to to those depths which is harder to do than to get people into space great go him but do you think you might want to fix some of those issues before you take tourists? Yeah.
0: I think, we, I, I, I mean, earlier in the week, people were saying, oh, the film is going to be the film of the rescue. And now maybe it turns out that the film is the film of, the it basically ends with the moment the sun the, goes underwater. It's the film of... The, of, the folly. The yeah. folly, yeah. Um, Finn, you've been watching the, the story unfold. It's kind it's kind of spun off.
2: Yeah, in- it's got the internet's gone mad. And the Mail Online came up with one of the all-time great headlines last night. Hit me. Hit uh, me. Your stepdad is lost at sea. California man whose billionaire stepfather is on Missing Sub asks OnlyFans model to sit on him 30 minutes after pleading for prayers as he triggers War of Words with Cardi B over Blink-182 concert. See,
1: I I read this headline, and I know what every word in that sentence means, and I cannot work out what the headline is actually saying.
2: So, basically...
1: Translate it for us. So
2: there's uh, the, the stepson of one of the guys on the sub... (laughs) <laughs> he asked an OnlyFans model to sit on him a minute after pleading for prayers. And the war of words with Cardi B is because I think the day before when his dad was, stepdad was still missing, he was pictured at a Blink-182 concert and the internet were like, what are you doing at a Blink-182 concert? Your stepdad's missing. And then Cardi B got involved. So does that explain it?
0: I I mean, I still have questions. <laughs> yeah. move to a happier um, topic because it's, it's Brexit Day! Brexit Day! Brexit, I, I, how do you how do you celebrate Brexit Day, uh, Finn? I mean, um, has, uh, Nigel Farrow's come down your chimney?
2: Yeah, we leave a pork pie out. Um, no, I mean, it, it's quite apt, isn't it? Because the whole sub thing is kind of like a metaphor for how Brexit's going, in that it's a bunch of rich people with a hard-on for nostalgia uh, imploding the country. <laughs> Is that? Am I wrong? is, no, that, is yeah, that controversial? Is that too hot
0: a take for this just, podcast? Just, just wondering how to follow that. Really, has Brexit Day got a tall commercial? I think it?
1: I think we're losing the true meaning <laughs> of,
0: of Brexit Day. <laughs> it's for the grandparents, really, isn't it?
1: it? It very, it always was in a way, in a very real way. It always was. Mm.
0: Mm. There's an interesting survey in the Sun. Rachel, take us sec- there.
1: Yes, so The Sun would like everyone to know on the seven-year anniversary that Brexit is going really well, um, or rather the people who voted for it think that it's going well. No Brexit tears is the headline. Leave voters still back their decision, and most say leaving the EU will work out well. Now, there's a couple of things to say about this poll, which has been done by Public First. Um, the headline that The Sun would like you to focus on is the poll the question would you still vote to leave now and 72% say yes which they're taking as an overwhelming majority which obviously it is however if you take 72% of the 52% that voted for brexit in the first place you are very quickly in minority brexit territory which they don't mention
2: and it wouldn't be 52 cuz a proportion of them would have died they, they they natural uh, causes
1: and and uh, and uh and there are new voters now as well because people go grow older which is this sort of weird side effect of the linear nature of time um but the other thing that's interesting is this poll is covered elsewhere as well and the guardian have the same poll uh but they lead with the finding that only 18 percent of uh 2016 leave voters believe that brexit has been a success so the majority of them would still vote for it, but most of them think it's been a failure. Uh,
2: and Which I actually think is really telling, because it's, it's a spiteful thing. It's not rooted in any... Because Brexit's this kind of amorphous, what does it mean? We still don't know. So the fact they would still vote for it, even though only 18% of them think it's a success, surely means it's kind of like an emotional, spiteful reaction, right?
1: I think it's either spiteful, or it's one of those things where once you've made a decision, you... Cannot comprehend that that decision very very hard very very wrong. hard to walk your yeah, decisions
0: yeah. back. Uh, yeah. I
1: mean, it's 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 why it takes a very long time for people to get divorced. For example, you don't like to admit that you have made a mistake, and in a way, that is what Brexit was—a massive economic mm. disaster of a divorce. Um, but in the in the group that said that Brexit had failed, seventy percent think that it could have gone well, and almost half believe that politicians could have made it work, but did not even try. And I think that is really I mean, having, telling. Having,
0: having we haven't really had real Brexit through yet. Those bloody years in Parliament. Yeah, they, no, they, I, I, they tried, right? There like, was there was a lot of it was very trying. Um, there was a lot of trying.
1: I just would like to know what they think trying looks like.
0: Yeah, I, I well, in unrelated um, news to anything to do with Brexit, um, interest rates went up yesterday that's on lots of the front pages um hitting 5%. What is it
2: so i i have a mortgage that is up for expiry in 6 months. So i'm i my my back's against the wall. Right. What is it what is it I understand they're making interest rates high to make us all poorer, right? Yeah. But wh- they don't they're not saying that. No. Why don't they just say stop spending money? Why don't they just lock us down again? In order to, start, because it feels like that's what they're trying
0: to do, right? Yeah. Well, okay. So um, let me talk you through what's going on. Basically, the problem, Finn, is that you're just too well paid.
2: Really? Yeah. Tell uh, well, I, I'll tell you what. I'm not bloody well paid. It's the not, not me. Podcast,
0: it's not uh, journalists. <laughs> it's uh, it's, uh, it's stand-up comedians, mm. as I understand it. You've been earning too much money. Right. Uh, you've been spending too much money having yeah. fun. You've been, yeah. Have
2: you been having? Have you had any fun? hey, my saucepan has been out of shape. <laughs> right.
0: You've been having too much fun and they want you to stop having fun mm-hmm. um, and uh, stop spending money on anything. And in order to stop you spending money, they can't trust you to stop spending money. They have to sort of have to take the money away from you.
2: But why do they not just say that? It's, anno- like, it's annoying that I had to basically find this out on a podcast rather than, than actually saying, oh, this means they're trying to get you to stop spending money so that the economy will shrink so they can yes. grow again.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, is that what it's it is? it's it, it's a, well they're not quite so there's some question about whether they actually want it to shrink or not, but they definitely would like to the technical term is take the heat out of it.
2: But isn't there something about how the governor's trying to basically manufacture a recession because that, I, I think he We need some medicine he, to take. He doesn't
0: quite yeah, but I mean there, there is that that's that, yeah. Yes, essentially yes, it would be just be better if you would just spend a little bit less and stop asking for more money.
2: Mm. <sighs> Which takes it out of Rishi Sunak's Yes. So, control. but
0: Rachel, the uh, the politics of this. Um, obviously, Finn's very happy to to be poorer, um, mm-hmm. and and he can afford it with his YouTube millions. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs>
2: those fourteen thousand subscribers.
0: <laughs> I don't know how this works. Um, how how does this how does this work for the government?
1: uh it does not um, so obviously finn can can accept the the higher rates because, as we've established he's he's very well paid and he's got lots of disposable income Christ. but uh, <laughs> lots of people can't uh, journalists, and for gen- journalists or <laughs> other professions are available and the if you were on a two percent rate and it's gone up to six or seven percent and you're on a oh, variable right now you, your your payment one
2: point four Oh, Oh. I mean,
1: good for you for getting one point four. Well done. This
2: was the month before Ukraine yeah i'm the real victim of it (laughs) Uh,
1: but your payments could be going up by sort of depending on how much you borrowed 500 600 700 800 pounds a month so people are calling on the government to do something about it and there are actually calls from some conservative mps that the government should offer mortgage relief or some kind of help to people in this situation which just to go back to Rob, your very excellent explanation a moment ago would sort of undermine the entire point which is for people to have less money so that they take the heat out of the economy Mm. um so it's sort of a, please can you enact some policies that undo the policies that you're currently doing
0: what does rishi sunak say
1: he says he's got a plan
0: what's his plan it's very clever okay
1: uh, and he said this uh, to a room full of IKEA workers, and he looked. I know we talk a lot about him looking like an overexcited Blue Peter presenter or a school prefect, but he was really leaning into it. He had sort of the hand gestures, like, "It's all right, I've, I've, I've got a plan, I've, 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 I've got this," and everyone's like, "And?"
2: That's what every dad says when they're starting unpacking an
0: IKEA.
2: <laughs> <laughs> i no, I'll be fine. Don't worry
0: about it. What, then, what kind of? What what IKEA item is the Rishi? A uh, footstool. Yeah. Does it does it stay up? Does it fall over when you lean on it? What's it? You
2: walk into a room and you go, "Where the fuck's that footstool? I, never, I thought I bought it. Where is it?" <laughs> yeah.
1: I think it's uh it's sort of one of those items of furniture that you're not quite sure what it's there for, but you know you're definitely using it for yeah. the wrong thing.
0: Very expensive.
1: Well, if it's from IKEA, not not so much. I, I don't think I, I don't think Rishi would would like to be compared to something from Ikea. Maybe something from I don't know John Mate. Lewis or yeah. or Heels. Um, but he does have a problem with this, which is that one of the reasons he is Prime Minister is because he was quite popular during the the, the COVID years, and he did he did a great job of raising his profile. I don't know if you remember the sort of Instagram memes the sort of love from rishi the signed up the signature, thing. signature. Yeah. 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 We're, all, we're, we're all now it's terrible for radio we're all now doing the signature in in the air the clips the clip um <laughs> but all of that was for the furlough scheme which was emergency relief given to workers during covid and that was what made him really popular which was a scheme that he didn't want to do and kind of runs contrary to all of his economic ideology. He just happened to be the chancellor who was there at the time that that scheme was enacted. So I think people associate Rishi with, you know, Rishi will save the day and come in with all the free money. And, you know, one, he's not going to do it this time. And two, he didn't want to do it in the first place. He's he's
0: one of those bands that is famous for one song that they didn't write and recorded under protest and was then in the top, you know, was was number one for, for six months. Yeah. And, and someone who
2: went to Reading once. What is that band?
0: <laughs> I literally have. I mean, I, Simple Simple Minds didn't write "Don't wow. You Forget About Me." Okay, actually, I, as somebody who went to Reading once in the nineties, I all of my uh, so, references are quite yeah. Yeah, I don't know whether I don't know whether they actually hate um, uh, "Don't You Forget About Me" or not, but certainly, actually, I think Jim Kerr pretty much said it's not a Simple Mind song, and unfortunately. <laughs> It's the Simple Minus song.
1: <laughs> See, I would say Accidentally In Love by, by Counting Crows, which uh, I walked uh, down the aisle from oh, for my wedding because nice. it's a lovely, happy song about being in love and then when I was a teenager I heard the song and I loved it and I bought the rest of Counting Crows' yeah, album and no. all the rest of it wa- makes you want to self-harm. <laughs> still, still good music but really yeah. depressing. So that's Rishi Sunak.
0: Now, at these times of sort of tragedy and economic chaos there are still some people we can rely on tech bros (laughs) tech bros what are tech bros doing to cheer us up? Finn
2: they're getting in the ring excellent it's Musk versus Zuckerberg they're having a cage fight and the uh, the Daily Mail has quite a good quite a good sort of top trump listings why are they having a cage fight? why not? Okay
1: because they're men, and they have huge egos
2: mm. um, <laughs> yeah they do that as well so there's who's fit enough, got the skills, bank accounts
0: um who cares? do bank accounts help you in a cage fight I mean you oh
1: well, they don't
2: hurt
0: right I mean, they don't hurt the other guy either.
1: Uh, I, I guess it depends on on, on on how much training you can you can get to right, it. Right, that's and, true. Yeah. And Mark Zuckerberg, I think, is properly training. He's he's won some kickboxing competitions. Or is
2: it jiu? Oh, it's ju- I think ju- jitsu?
1: Um, mixed
2: martial arts and jiu If I say
1: I don't know the difference, and then I say that my husband is a martial arts
0: instructor. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, well, I some t- marriages flourish like this. Well, the Jamie, that-
1: if you're listening, I'm sorry. I tune out when you talk about martial arts.
2: The, the irony is, is that in the article, uh, apparently Mark Zuckerberg's um, trainer says you don't know this nerd is a silent killer. But with the impact of social media on teenagers, I think we do know that. Yeah. <laughs> oh.
1: I like the the sun's uh, coverage of this because they have. I think some of the other hosts have done it too. They've mocked up Elon Musk and uh, Mark Zuckerberg as boxers or as uh, uh, I think they are boxers.
0: Elon here. looks ripped there. He I just sort of imagined that Elon's actually a bit chunky. I, I think he's a bit more dad bod, isn't he?
1: Well, he did say that his signature move was the walrus, where he just lies on top of the other person. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg looks like a Ken doll that's gone wrong. Um, but the whole thing is quite, you know, if you if you flicked to this story, it's page eleven of the Sun, and you didn't know what it was about,
2: I think it would, it would shock you somewhat.
0: Now, don't break my heart, but is this fight ever going to happen?
2: No, nah. no, I think it's it's definitely feasible, definitely
0: because but it could there's a, happen. There's
2: a, but there's a culture of uh, like YouTube boxing, which is kind of spreading out to, uh, you know, internet celebrities. Is this what your, your show is? is? Yeah, yeah yeah fine yeah, yeah i guess yeah it's if e- you understand right. yeah. which of them would you rather fight hey? which of them would you rather fight um i think well i think zuckerberg would knows how to pin you down um so i would say musk but then musk has the air of someone who'd like bite you so <laughs> i don't know <clears throat> yeah. i mean i think i think you know they, they both have sort of some form of um undiagnosed mental health problems so just talking at them Quickly, might bamboozle them.
1: Is this, is this sort of hashtag men will do anything to avoid getting into therapy?
0: Yes, probably. <laughs> right, as we've mentioned, um, it's uh, Glastonbury this weekend. Um, uh, Rachel, you've got the most amazing story.
1: This is my favorite story in any of the papers today. This is in the Times. Gatecrashers tunnel into Glastonbury. Now we've talked about how getting tickets is basically impossible, mm. uh, and so people are taking matters into their own hands and they're trying to dig a tunnel under into the super fortress that is the the Glastonbury compound, whereas others are trying to get in with uh, grappling hooks and climb over, um, which is great. And uh, they were sort of asked why they were doing this. And he said, it's out of pure desperation. I'm more than willing to pay for tickets, but they're impossible to get. I want them to take my money, Mm -hmm. but it's severe FOMO. So, yeah, they're they're gate crashing. I,
0: I don't actually think you're doing this story justice. It's not just that they're digging they're digging it says great escape style yes so it's a yeah. they're, they're going down 12 feet yeah and, and then, then they're going, going at, forward 100 they've got ventilation severe, they, severe uh, there's
2: three tunnels severe FOMO <laughs>
0: close down Tom we dig round the clock
2: that's why people left East Germany wasn't it yeah. severe FOMO <laughs> um they do this every year, though. I hate to break it. It's not that big of a story. In that there's there's always a new way that people are trying to get in, and the grappling hooks are always. They, they have Batman the, you know, style grappling
0: all. hooks. Yeah. It says. Yeah, but um, they, they do
2: this every year. There's always people just trying to. Sometimes it's litter pickers who are like um, corrupt,
0: uh, and they just sort of
2: backslide you in and stuff. Right. Yeah.
0: So there's, a, there's there's a also a, of getting into there's a sport. guy. Speaking of Batman style, there's a guy in there who has. What's the word? It's sort of like a motorised hang glider or something. Who's flown in drone drone delivery system? Get well, it, more sort of more jumping off a big hill with a massive yeah. fan attachment, like um, when Red <laughs>
2: Bull used to do those races. Yeah. jumping
0: into the sea. Yeah, yeah, yeah there's yeah. they, they, somebody there was somebody who has twice tried to fly in, which I quite admire. Um, it was a Time CEO Summit yesterday, which reminded me actually that I broke into the Time CEO Summit. Oh, a few years ago, because they, they have this thing where... So you,
2: left they... <laughs> you
0: left Reading
2: because somebody I didn't, I didn't go directly from, you, from you, Reading You to... broke into the Times CEO summit.
0: I was a reporter for Bloomberg, and they have these events with the Prime Minister, <laughs> and <laughs> only <laughs> Times journalists are allowed in, and it's in the Baby Shard building. And I would phoned up, and I said, well, look, I need to come because it's the Prime Minister. Uh, and they said, well, you can't come because it's a Times event. And I just went, and I saw the Prime Minister's entourage. Going in, and so I just walked behind them. So you pretended
1: and, to be part of the Premises yeah, entourage, yeah,
0: which is actually incredibly. You can go, you can go all around the world if you just walk behind those people. <laughs> you, have a you think that's a, that's a pretty
1: major security <laughs> loophole, don't you? think? Yeah,
0: I do. Yeah, and I, I, I then I saw as I was sort of standing at the time, because the woman who told me I couldn't go was actually somebody I'd, I'd sort of known for years, and uh, and I see her across the room. Uh, and she stares at me, and I give her a little wave. That was very satisfying. <laughs> Finn, you've got, you've got something interesting um, in the start. Tell me about Gen Z. Um,
2: well, the, the title is, the headline is, "Boomers Got No Sense of Humor, Older Folks Puzzled by New Gen Z Slang Words. Um, and I thought I'd try some of these out on you. Hit me. Rob. Um, do you know what "choogie" means? <laughs> of course I don't. Oh, that's uh, uh, not, not I, trendy.
1: I, I know what... I'm
2: oh, sorry, you know what it means. But you're not as old as Rob.
1: No, I'm not. No. I mean, I'm, I, I, I think I'm the same age as you. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, big yikes. Is that when you're scared of something? It means you're uh, so embarrassed that yikes won't handle
0: it. Oh, right. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. Snack. Is something I eat between breakfast and lunch? That's disgusting. It's someone you find attractive. Um,
2: <laughs> and living rent free.
0: Uh, oh, I do know this one. That's yeah. what my children do. Yes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, it means you can't stop thinking about something, so it's living rent-free in your head. Yeah. But yep. you're right, there's a huge irony in that this whole generation can't afford to <laughs> not live with their parents.
0: And now for the headlines, or really the headline, because there's just one today. Yeah, it's quite there?
2: thin on the ground, pun-wise, but in the uh, back pages of The Star, stay off booze or eat poos. Um, liver patients is that
0: that my choice?
2: yeah yeah it's either or Um, crapsules which are basically plu transplants for people with advanced liver disease
1: if you don't (laughs) want to have to give up alcohol this is something you can do that will help your liver if you have this condition and I should say that if that was the choice, if it was, actually I don't drink beer, if it was give up gin or try this this medicine that happens to be formed of human shit, I would it go It seems for the. to me the
2: logical end point of the no. whole raw diet vegan.
0: Pretty sure somewhere eating around eating here shit. in North London there's a distillery that will give you gin with human Probably, shit but, it. But, Probably, both, yeah. both of that. It, yeah. It's organic. And that's the end of today's Paper Cuts. If you liked it, remember to follow us on your favourite podcast app so you won't miss an episode. If you really like us, then go to Apple Podcasts and give us five stars and an enthusiastic review. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram for more adventures in the strange world of our national press. Links are in the show notes. Thanks to Finn Taylor. Thank you. And thanks to Rachel Cunliffe. Thank you. I've been Rob Hutton. You've been listening to Papercuts on a day when a restaurant has been ordered to pay $140,000 in damages after it hired a fake priest to extract confessions of workplace sins. See you next time.